when I started, I didn't think this is my business plan. This is step one. This is step two. I had nothing like that. I just started taking action without even understanding why I was doing this. But I just knew I just wanted to do something. Taking action gave me so much confidence and so much clarity in terms of my audience, my message. Taking action is my secret to get to where I am today. Welcome to another episode of Academics Mean Business. This is your host, Dr. Lindsay Padilla. Today I have I Addison Zhang. And let me tell you, between you and I, she might be one of my favorite guests because we just had such a blast and have so much in common. Um, I know I sh- I can't say I have favorite guests because that's probably not true, but <laughs> you'll just she's just such a ball of energy, and um, we just have similar visions, I guess, for the impact that academics can make online. And so that was a big piece of our discussion in this interview. And I think you're really going to love it. Addison's background is actually in communications and came to the States to get her graduate degrees, a master's and a PhD, both in communications. And so she's been teaching at a liberal arts college for a while, um, studied, you know, alternative education, a combination of PR and education, really cool stuff. So she does a lot of work online around social media um, and teaches around that as well. So I love this interview because she's also out there doing her thing, getting on Forbes and, and consulting with them. And she has a Facebook live show that she runs weekly. She also blogs blogs on Medium. So she's just a gem and someone we should all be watching and learning from. So I really hope you enjoy this interview. And please, of course, as with all my guests, make sure to join our Facebook group, the AMB community, because that is where we have conversations, deeper conversations around these interviews. So definitely hit I up, especially if you need some social media help. Enjoy this interview. All right, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to another episode. Today, I am happy, happy to introduce you all to Dr. Addison Zhang coming in live at 5 a.m. her time. So (laughs) give her some grace around that because I just know that I wouldn't be able to have a conversation at that time. But welcome so much. I I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much for having me on your show. Truly my honor. Yay. I I love it because I don't know very much about you. I did some social media scouting as we all do, but I it's still funny. Like we can't, we don't know the whole story, right? We don't know how you got to where you are. And that's what I love about this show is really hearing the backstory uh, about what brought you here, how you started a business and what your educational background is. So I can't wait to jump in with you. Yeah, I'm excited too. Awesome. So let's start... At the very beginning, <laughs> let's start well, with your academic baby. career. <laughs> you were a baby, <laughs> obviously studying. No, but yeah, tell us a little bit about your your academic background and your research and, and whatever other things you think we would like to know. Yeah, I'm a native Chinese. I came to the U.S. in 2000, oh my gosh, three, many years mm. ago to pursue mm-hmm. graduate school. So I went to Syracuse and I got my hmm. master in communication. And after two years, it was my first time uh, transitioning from Beijing, China, which is a huge city, mm-hmm. to Syracuse. Oh, I, was, wow. I was really having a hard time. And plus half of the year in Syracuse, it's just like way too much snow for me. I love, <laughs> love, <cold. laughs> love, love the school, which is amazing. But the the temperature, the snow was too much for me. So after two years, I left Syracuse and I went to University of Maryland. And mm. I got my PhD in communication with a concentration in public relations. I graduated in 2009 and then started teaching at a liberal arts college in New Jersey. So mm. that's kind of my academic background. Awesome. What did you study uh, for your PhD? So I have always been really interested in education. And nowadays, Mm. I'm interested in kind of alternative education. And the reason was because when I was young, a little kid in China, I really suffered through the traditional Chinese educational system Mm. and uh, lots, lots of exams, standardized exams, memorization. I didn't really enjoy learning. And I guess Mm. that really helped me kind of plant a seed 
for my passion in alternative education. And uh, so when I was a, a PhD student and I, my dissertation topic was public relations education. And uh, mm. I took a bunch of courses in education. I took so many that my <laughs> advisor was asking me, I, do you want to switch major? Uh. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. I just want to graduate. So mm-hmm. like that's kind of my interest, uh, the intersection of like PR, public relations and communication and um, education. I love that. And that definitely connects to your business. So we'll we'll definitely jump into that um, in a little bit. But I'd like to hear about how you decided to start a business and where that fits into, you know, because you were teaching at a liberal arts yeah, college, yeah, you know, yeah. nine years ago or something like that. Yeah. So what, what happened uh, around then? Oh, long story. Yeah. So it <laughs> started with my sabbatical. And uh, mm. I took a sabbatical in the year of 2016, I think. And I think that sabbatical was such a life-changing year. And the reason was mm-hmm. when I was teaching, and you know, as a teacher, you are bombarded with teaching research service. I work in higher education and I typically teach three classes. Uh, even though my school is a teaching school over the past several years, there is like stronger and more and more pressure in terms of doing research. So teaching and research, we also have like lots of service. Every day of my life was a routine. I go to work, I come back home, I do grading, I prep my classes. I didn't really think about what I was interested in. So every mm. day I was just repeating myself, perpetuating mm-hmm. my life. I didn't even think, mm-hmm. I didn't even ask. Every day was like 6 a.m., get up, blah, blah, blah. You know, every day is designed for me. And mm. uh, when I was in my sabbatical, that was the first time I took a break from the routine of my daily life. And I was reading books because I teach social media classes. So I was listening to podcasts related to social media. And I happened to discover this podcast called EO Fire. Oh, yes. Yeah. And in that podcast, he interviewed so many like digital CEO, digital nomads, and basically mm-hmm. people who have a business in the digital space. That was my first time actually hear stories like that. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, people actually love what they do. And they have <laughs> like so much passion. I was like, wow, they can travel. They have the freedom. And you know how John Lee Dumas, he shares like how much money he makes per month. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. said, teacher, we are so underpaid. Okay. Yep. yep. And uh, I was like six figures per month. Right. I, I don't even make that much the whole year. No. <laughs> 20 years down the line, maybe. I remember exactly. that moment. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. after I become a full professor, you know, yep. and I was like, wow, that mm-hmm. was so amazing. So I think that's kind of like just like changed some part within me. And mm-hmm. I was keep learning and keep listening to podcasts and reading books and discovering all those people on social media. And I kind of became a professional stalker, just follow <laughs> all those people on social media. And so later that year, and uh, my husband got an opportunity to come to South Korea. So almost in a way, I feel like I manifested this opportunity to come sure. to South Korea through my husband. Because Mm -hmm. deeper down, some part within me, I was craving for a bigger stage and Mm. more radical changes in my life so that Mm. I don't just perpetuate my life, you know, Mm -hmm. the routine. And I felt like almost I could predict my life in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years, teaching similar classes, working on similar research projects and working with same people, I'm probably staying at the same school for the rest of my life until I die. And Mm -hmm. uh, so that was so scary. So when my husband got this opportunity to come to Korea, I was like, you know what, go for it. I had Mm. no idea how this was going to affect my career, even though I knew this was going to affect my career in big time. Especially my school, they really prioritize face-to-face teaching. That's kind of what they are known for. It's like, you know, small liberal arts college. But I encouraged my husband. Uh, Interestingly, we only had a window of two months 
to make the decision. Oh wow! It, it is a blessing and curse. You know, if I had sure. one year, I probably wouldn't come because、mm. we only had two months. I was like, okay, let's go for it. So we packed up our house and rented, and then we brought eight hundred pounds of stuff, and we flew from Philadelphia. To、mm-hmm. Korea, so that's because, and then I took a right after my sabbatical. My school was like, "What's going on with you?" I was like, "I don't even know." And、uh, <laughs> so I took a one year unpaid leave, and、ah. that one year unpaid leave was the best. Not in terms of financial needs, but in terms of the freedom. The、so, space. Yes. Yeah, because with a sabbatical, you still have to produce something, right? Research. That, yeah, right? I actually、mm-hmm. went to quite a few research presentations and got、mm-hmm. a publication, so I was active doing my research. But this one year of my like just me and I started blogging.、Mm. I started blogging and then became a top writer in social media on Medium. And now、mm. nowadays, I'm making money blogging on Medium. Not much.、Awesome. Like last month, I think I made thirty dollars, and I blogged like one article, which is great. Nice, yeah. And、uh, and I also launched a Facebook live show around the same time,、awesome. a weekly Facebook live show. And also, I started to become a speaker, a paid speaker.、Mm. And this year, I launched my consulting business, and I got featured in Forbes. And、awesome. just like so many things happened within a year, and I really quieted. All of my like achievement, and I also had lots of failures and struggles、sure. to this one year, to this one year unpaid leave that、mm. allowed me the freedom to explore, to make mistakes, to not worry about what other call like teachers, professors,、mm. coworkers, or the society say about me. Because I'm not a Korean, I'm a Chinese. I don't understand what people are saying. I don't really care. I have no friends in Korea,、mm-hmm. and that. It's such a great feeling. You when、mm. you stop, when you stop caring what others say or think about you, and I just felt so liberated from all the social pressures when I was、mm-hmm. in the U.S. in terms of what I'm supposed to do as a college professor. Even、mm-hmm. though I still have to overcome some self-limiting beliefs, much easier than when I was in the U.S. Yeah. So you're not teaching then in South Korea right now. Now, right now, but this year and after I took a one-year unpaid leave, and you know how after sabbatical and you、mm-hmm. cannot just leave. So my school allowed me to teach a、uh, one year of classes. All of my classes are online. So、oh, right、nice. now, I'm teaching. I'm actually teaching this semester. Just started.、Uh, Last week, a few days、yeah. ago, I'm、mm-hmm. teaching all of my classes online. I'm using all sorts of like Facebook,、uh, Facebook live streaming, Zoom,、nice. and Twitter because that's kind of my side business.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, I'm just doing all sorts of things. And、um, yeah, it has been pretty good. I feel like I'm doing my full time job and also another full time job, which is、yeah. my my own consulting, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the structure of your business. You were mentioning that you started out blogging and you started a Facebook Live show. What were some of those first steps that you made to really, you know, obviously you're learning from podcasts, but what were kind of the first things you did to start your business? I think that kind of outline would really help our listeners. Yeah, it's such a great question. You know, when I started, I didn't even have a plan,、mm. and I don't know how like common this is. When I started, I didn't think, okay, this is my business plan. This is step、mm. one. This is step two. This is step three. And next year, in three months, I'm going to do this. In six months, no, I had nothing like that.、Mm. I just started taking action without、mm. even understanding why I was doing this. But I just knew education is something I'm passionate about, and I just wanted to do something. And、uh, interestingly, and taking action over the course of a year gave me so much confidence and so much clarity in terms of my audience, my message, and whom should I serve and how should I serve them. So, taking action, I think,、mm. is my secret to get to where I am today. I just started blogging. I was like, I had so much I wanted to share, but because of teaching and research and surveys. I didn't really have time、mm-hmm. to write、mm-hmm. 
non-academic articles, and uh, now I can just do it. So I just started. I started writing yeah. and documenting my journey, how I used the social media in all of my classes to facilitate teaching and learning. And uh, I just started. And That's also, awesome. I also started my Facebook live show. And this is interesting. When mm. I started my show, I was hoping to motivate traditional educators to embrace social media. Uh -huh. And a few episodes later, I learned traditional educators, they are not in the digital space. Waiting. <laughs> They're not watching Facebook Live Exactly. <laughs> See, yeah. if I didn't take that action, I would never, ever come mm. to that like realization. So I stopped. I shifted the focus of my show. And nowadays, mm -hmm. I, I interview social media and digital marketers and come to my show to talk about social media digital marketing and things like that. Like tomorrow, season two, Wednesday, will start. I have a content marketing expert. She's coming to my show and we are talking about uh, ICO and the producing content that generates nice. profit. Yeah. Nice, nice. Very cool. So yes, that I mean, I love that. You're outlining how, and this is definitely something I learned in business myself, is you kind of come up with an idea, give it a shot, but exactly. the failure isn't really a failure. It's just a lesson that then you go, okay, cool. My target market, <laughs> right? Is exactly. this person or exactly. this is who is in this type of social media platform. Very cool. So I'm curious, you had mentioned that your husband is in your business too. So what is your husband doing now? Is he still working full-time and he's just helping out or is he actually a part of your business full-time? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like he's part of my business, but he's now paid. And <laughs> so he still has a full-time job. And the okay. reason we came to Korea was because of him. He works in data science. He analyzes mm. like big data. And that's what he does for his full-time job. He and his team, they are doing consulting for Samsung. And uh, the year is, um, the contract is a two-year contract. We spend one and a half years already in Korea. So we oh, have yeah. another eight or nine months to go until next year. Yeah. Got it. But he helps me so much. Mm. Every single thing and especially little things I don't want to do, but I, right? I know I have <laughs> to do. And also recently, I hired a virtual assistant awesome. in the Philippines. And he's really amazing. And he's so young, like I think a high school graduate. Oh my gosh, amazing. But it makes me feel so good because his mm -hmm. family is broke and couldn't afford to go to college. Mm. I'm paying him even though not a lot. And I feel like I'm really helping him. I'm also coaching him and teaching him about social media, mm. digital marketing, and teaching him how to use Google Doc and nice. all those things like documentation. And we have been working for half a year and I really love him. He has helped me so much. Like, for example, my Facebook live show, I basically ask him to, to gather research articles for every single guest so I can research this person. Oh, he smart. also helps me with my graphic design mm -hmm. and because I have a template. So what he does is just to copy paste the pictures mm -hmm. and put the pictures into the Canva graphic design, like lots of small things and he can do yep. and, uh, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yep. I love that. And I, I like painting a picture of what people's back end of their business looks like too on this show. Not everyone's at that place, but those early stages of being able to delegate to someone oh. else so they can take off, even if it's such easy tasks, it helps immensely with the emotional load, even Amen. just of knowing that something quote unquote has to get done. Um, yeah. So thank you for sharing that. Exactly. And I also just realized how much patient, how mm. patient we need to be. You know, we mm -hmm. need to have lots, lots of patience. And this is a long journey. You know, sure. sometimes on social media, you hear and see other people selling programs. Within half a year, you're going to have mm -hmm. this. Within a year, you're going to have that. No, 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 no. It no. is also a self-transformation, right? Mm. You want to develop, I think the past, best part for me reflecting on my journey is the new person I have become. Oh, I, I am love in love. I'm in love with this new eye that I mm. was not aware of before. So passionate about learning, so mm. eager to learn and just like so much passion. Mm. Now I'm one of those people in the podcast. I love right. <laughs> I love I can truly say that before yeah. I feel like 
I say it, but I don't really mean it. But mm. now, like, I freaking, I'm freaking love Monday, and、uh, it's just like such a great feeling. And I have grown so much. So you really don't want to rush through, you know. I want、mm. to make sure this new me is able to offer. People, the quality of program and the service that they deserve, and I claim to offer. Yeah, I love that. You know, I I'm sitting here, you know, reflecting on my own journey as well, and thinking about one of the things that I learned a little bit after I had gone in full time as an entrepreneur. It took me some time, but. Is that you have to be kind of in love with the process because、mm-hmm. that goalpost that we set for ourselves as entrepreneurs is basically constantly moving, <laughs> right? Oh,、Absolutely. you made five k a month, great. Now make it ten. Now make it twenty, and make it fifty, and make it a hundred. And then you look all around you. Exactly what you said. Oh, I made you know six figures in a month. Or that's my, you know, revenue now monthly, and it only took me a year. And everyone's doing、exactly. it faster and quicker. And so you can start to really easily get wrapped up in that moving goalpost and never feeling like you accomplish stuff. But we have to wake up and love what we're doing every day and love the journey, that、Amen. personal transformation, that、Amen. self process that we're going through. Yes.、Yeah, so I I hear you on that. And I early on, and I don't know if you struggled with this, but for me. I think I wasn't. I mean, I was listening to podcasts. My my kind of ones.、Um, I had listened to EO Fire, but I was more listening to like Amy Porterfield. Oh,、um, I transition. I、yeah. transition from EO Fire to Amy to Porterfield. Yeah, yeah. They're le- they're a little softer and a little.、Um, she's a really great teacher, obviously. But yeah, I think it took me some time to wake up and go, oh. You know, for academia, me getting the job and I did it and I accomplished that goal. And then we bought a house. And then you know, we hit all these goals. But then in entrepreneurship, the goals just keep getting bigger. And so、exactly. you have to be prepared for constant growth and and、Amen. lean into that. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And dealing with the uncertainty. The uncertainty. You really don't know,、mm. but you you see you you are constantly growing. And、uh, yes, definitely. And also lots of. Like I think for educators, because we at least for me have always been in this like service industry for、mm-hmm. so long, and I was not comfortable at all talking about、mm-hmm. money.、Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with being broke,、mm-hmm. not, which is so sad.、Mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable with making money, especially making additional money out of outside、mm-hmm. of academia, and I even got blocked. By a few, like not a few, by one friend on social media. I didn't know what happened,、oh. but anyway. So because like, those, you were talking about money, you were publicly posting. Is that why you I, got blocked? I was definitely, I, I was definitely making a move, and it is、yeah. clear that I wanted to make more money and create more impact、mm. outside of academia. I don't know if that was the trigger, but I、sure. definitely communicated that desire digitally. But it just shows, I think. Many people in academia probably still feel that way. You know,、mm-hmm. we are not supposed to be rich. We are supposed、mm-hmm. to only serve and、mm-hmm. serve and、mm-hmm. serve. So、mm-hmm. I, I think that was a very, very, very hard self-limiting belief for me to overcome, because I have been in education my entire life.、Yep. Frankly speaking, yep, almost like I have to deconstruct the、yep. old I. Yep. And reconstruct a new one. So I'm like still reconstructing myself,、mm-hmm. and I love this new me. And it's like unlearn what you have learned and relearn. Yep. Yep. So what are some strategies? I'm with you on this, <laughs> and I feel like almost every new level that I get to, it's like a new form of processing. What are some of the things you have been doing to work on this money mindset stuff, which is more. Yeah, I never expected for me to be studying what I'm studying now around like money mindset and like that kind of whole、yeah. conversation that's in entrepreneurship. So, what are what are some of the things you did to really work on unlearning some of our limiting beliefs around money? Yeah, that's a great question. I think for me, it's really making effort to connect with other educators,、mm. like people like you interviewed on this podcast. I think it is amazing. When I was starting out, I was. Dying, I was dying to connect with other、mm. educators who are thinking about doing more, who are thinking about making m- more money, but I didn't know where to find them.、Yeah. And、uh, I only listened to podcasts and listened to interviews, and slowly I discovered a few 
So this one podcast called Side Hustle or mm. School of Side Hustle. Yeah. Do you know that one? I've heard of it and we'll link to it on the show notes too. Yeah, make sure because that one interviews so, so, so many educators ah. who, have, who have developed side hustles, selling their lesson plans mm-hmm. on like teacher pay teacher. Mm-hmm. Like uh, they have, they interview so many. So that give me so much hope yep. and later and through social media i connected with some other people like for example uh, a few weeks ago i got featured in forbes so the p- person who covered my story she writes about the intersection of education and uh, entrepreneurship oh really so through her i need to meet through her, her <laughs> you need to yeah so i will send a uh introduction oh yeah. thank you i appreciate so, that Sure. Through her, I discovered a few other educators mm. who are making million dollars. Yep. Like, for example, this teacher who used to teach math. Mm-hmm. And now she's like a personal trainer. And I follow oh her gosh. on Instagram. Uh-huh. She has amazing, she and her husband, they're both into personal training. And they are making like million dollars, mm-hmm. not just in terms of the money, mm-hmm. but the impact. Mm-hmm. How many like people, people. how many more yep. people? Exactly. Yep. And uh, so that is one. And I don't know if you listen to Amy Porterfield, this episode yeah. where she interviewed this teacher used to be a second grade math yeah. teacher. Anna DeGilio, I bet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm in a mastermind She's... with her. She is amazing. <laughs> I love her. Amazing, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I think just making an effort to connect with those people makes a huge, huge difference. Mm. Because when I started, I felt like I was the only person yep. doing this. Yep. I didn't see any possibilities at all. No part. You don't even know what you don't know, right? Exactly. But once I started to discover those, like, oh my God, you are doing this. You used to teach math. Mm-hmm. I used to be broke. Oh mm-hmm. my God, that's my life. <laughs> that's my life. And, uh, and just recently, I attended Inbound Conference oh, in yeah. Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just came back a few days ago and Maurice Smith, who is the queen of Facebook, yep. and she also shared this article with me, uh, another like I think K-12 educator and started her side hustle doing like Instagram pictures yep. and posts for others. It's also making million dollars yep. and transforming so many, many, many people's lives. Yep. Just you really started like manifestation. I truly believe that, yep. you know, once you start to see one thing, like, woo, 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 they, all, they all start to yep. show up in your life. I was like, amen. So mm-hmm. those people really, really inspired me. And my friend and I, she's also a very non-traditional educator. And we are actually writing a book. Oh, nice. The book is to show other uh, professors possibilities outside of academia yes. and uh, how they can leverage social media to transform and uh, their careers to have yes. more income, have more impact. So through that book, we also discovered a bunch of educators or formal educators who have very successful side hustle or full-time business totally transitioned themselves. So those stories also inspired me and just like keep learning and intentionally networking and connecting mm-hmm. with those people that you want to be like in a few years. And they really inspire me a lot, yeah, a lot. I, I mean, that that's why this podcast was born is exactly Amen. those feeling yeah. that you're you're bringing up. I felt the same way. Yeah, like fall of 2016 was when I was doing both. I was running a full time business. Really, I had been booked out with clients, and I was teaching full time tenure track. You know, fortunately, I had three courses that were online, but then two were face to face. And I was able to finagle my way into getting to only have to come to campus twice a week, which was huge. I was, you know, people were kind of side eyeing me, my colleagues, because that's not, you know, you're talking about how a oh, professor is supposed amen. to act. No, you were that's supposed to. That's my life right now. That <laughs> exactly. is my life right now. And it's exactly. And it helps us. It creates possibility. And that's honestly why I believe professors make really great entrepreneurs, not, I mean, the K through 12 hustlers, man, I don't know how they do it, right? I don't know how they come home after, you know, being with kids from nine to five, and then lesson planning for, you know, 12 hour days or eight hour days, and then also work on their business, but they're doing it, man. Um, They're doing it because they have those systems in place in order to make their life work. And so now they're selling those systems. But us professors, we get a little more leeway, we have a lot more freedom. And um, which helps us build side hustles. And I think we make for great, 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 great entrepreneurs. And exactly. And now my argument is I believe 
educators need to become practitioners. Oh, because yes. reflecting on my own journey, I teach all the classes I teach. Everything I do outside the classroom has made me a better teacher a hundred mm, times. That's a great inside point. Inside the classroom. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, like, exactly now, reflecting back, I don't even know how I used to teach without knowing <laughs> what I know did, now. Right? Like, yeah. So funny. What a bad teacher I was before, you know. Now I'm like, I have so much passion. I'm teaching my students. like Especially day-to-day. social media, right? Because exactly. in entrepreneurship, exactly. they make fun oh of my professors gosh. of business, right? They're like, oh, my MBA program doesn't even teach me how to run a business. Like Gary Vee is the only person I need to learn from. But, exactly. you know, there's some truth to that, right? We, we're all stuck in the textbooks. We're stuck in the theory, and which is super important as context. But then the practical application and being on Amen. the front lines. Um, Amen. And if you're using it in the classroom and showing how it's, you know, keeping up with what the latest trends are, showing them that they can build a business, mind you, it's another positive you know, modeling for these kids coming up because, you know, the world of labor is changing right before our eyes. Exactly. So we better exactly. prepare these people to be able to go outside of, exactly. of our general exactly. traditional things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I think education should change for those people mm-hmm. who are teaching like business, mm-hmm. marketing, communication, social media. We need to have some sort of like real life practical yep. Like business experience, that is almost should be requirement, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like similar, we have a terminal degree, which I don't even love that name. Sure. Like nothing is terminal. Learning is not terminal. Mm. I think that is a problem mm-hmm. because we think, oh, I got a PhD. That's a, a terminal degree. Why do I even bother to mm-hmm. keep learning? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You should never stop learning. This our degrees should be organic, right? As we grow, our degrees should also grow. You know, keep learning our network. Everything is organic. As we improve, we need to update our network. I always want to be with people who are better than me so I can learn from them. I feel inspired, you know, and also... There are always people who don't want to accept the new me. And that is okay. Sure. When this started, I was like, oh, you don't want to talk to me anymore. I was so sad. But now I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can't take this new eye, no problem. I will find (laughs) new friends. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. What part of your like academic background do you think really serves you well in running your business right now? I think uh, engage in self-directed learning and uh, just like my ability to do research research, to focus, to have the discipline, to finish something. Uh-huh. And uh, I think that really, really helps. And uh, like, frankly speaking, I think running a business is hard. Yep. At least I'm enjoying this. I feel bad to say this. It's much better than writing my dissertation. Yeah, I hear you. I felt similar. Yeah. I literally dragged through my entire mm-hmm. dissertation writing. I was like, Oh my God, do I have to do this, especially a literature review? And oh, mm, mm-hmm. it's cruel. So I, I think, you know, that's really like prepared me to to do what I'm doing now. Like one thing is because I really love what I'm doing. Another mm. is I, I, I know how to be disciplined. I know how to organize information yep. and how to gather information, how to synthesize information. I think that research and organizational skill is priceless, crucial mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. succeed on this journey. Yeah, I agree. And I think, yeah, that again, back to this, like, that's why professors make such amazing entrepreneurs is because we have that skill set. So now we all just need to realize how valuable that is in business building. You know, for me, coming out and doing this entrepreneurship thing, I felt like I was just making it up. But in reality, everyone is. (laughs) And you can learn from people in front of you. But like, yeah, I felt like I had a leg up from some of my peers in entrepreneurship because of my academic training. I mean, it really felt like a training, a skill set. Exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. And I, you know, with the dissertation, I know I've mentioned this before, but Dr. Kat Malinsky, who I interviewed as an episode, she was my dissertation coach. And the only reason why I enjoyed my dissertation was because I had a coach, which is so interesting looking into entrepreneurship too. But yeah, oh, that's she helped interesting. me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she made the journey amazing. And, you know, now looking at entrepreneurship, I've almost always had 
a coach or a mentor have been or been part of some sort of Amen. mastermind. So I'm curious, did you go in, oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. looking for help? What did, what did you do to yes. kind of get that support? Amen. Yes. I think when I started, I was like, mm, I need to learn everything. I need to be <laughs> right? good at everything. I need to master everything. I just need to figure everything out myself. Right. Can so I get I was... a PhD in marketing and entrepreneurship, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I was under that impression and I did that for a few months. I was like, mm-hmm. no way, no way could I be good at everything. And mm. uh, when I was trying to be good at everything, I actually mastered nothing. Yep. It's yep. just like on social media, when I was trying to talk to everyone, I talked mm. to no one, right? Yep, yep. So I, yes, I hired like coaches and joined awesome. mastermind group. And right now I'm actually doing a group coaching, which is finishing up. And it is so important, you know, because I didn't know this, you know, and I want to save my time from Mm -hmm. like try to figure out everything myself. Even if, even though I have a coach or coaches along the way, I still have to learn so much and figure things out. I can only imagine without someone helping me uh, how much longer this entire journey Mm -hmm. will take. Maybe like, Mm -hmm. I think eventually I will get there, maybe learn a lot more, but not worth my time, you know? Yeah. And so now this is almost like a shortcut, quotation marks, and uh, learning from someone. Also the support. The emotional mm. support because Emotion. this journey is yep. very lonely, especially for me coming yep. from Korea. I have no friends, and um, like like my friends are in my computer, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and different time zones, right? <laughs> oh, amen. Yes, yeah. yes. So I, I think it's so important to have a coach to work mm-hmm. with you or join a mastermind group so that you have that emotional support before you go crazy. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's really good advice, and I'm I'm loving where this is going. So what do you, what's your vision for your business? So right now you're doing consulting and you have a book that you're working on that is coming out soon. You know, what do you want to, what's the impact you want to make on the world with your business? I have uh, two things. And so after the book launch, which is kind of to show people why, like why they need to educate us, why they need Mm -hmm. to embrace social media and the way my friend and I, we want to launch our kind of entrepreneurship academy, which is to train teachers the how part. Like, Mm -hmm. Like now you see the power of social media, right? Starting a business and then like, how do I do it? So we want to offer like online classes and even like really create an academy to train educators to become entrepreneurs or become business owners or to do more outside of academia to offer them like the the right way to think, to deconstruct their Mm -hmm. old the old version of who they used to be mm. and learn new business like personal branding, SEO, all those things. So and partner with other people like teachers who are teaching, like, for example, one of our friends, what he does is to help educators translate research findings, research articles into daily blogs. Right. Oh, lovely. So yes. That's yes. that's a good idea. And one of my yeah. other friends talks about effective communication in the digital space. So I'm thinking about I can uh, launch a few courses and my other friend can launch a few courses. I can also partner with those other people. We can really create an academy. I also want to organize a conference. Imagine the imagine the the energy, the synergy mm-hmm. when you go to a conference of educators who used to be educators. Now they have thriving business yes. to really like enjoy them and talk to them like mastermind in real life now i'm i really want to attend one like that or create one like that i don't think we have one yet no right not that uh, i know of because i've been i've been thinking about similar things myself yeah exactly exactly Mm -hmm. maybe we can even collaborate because i love attending conferences it is so amazing it is isn't it especially like mastermind like retreat like small groups like that. It's mm-hmm. so good connecting with similar minded people. Uh, and so yes. that is another thing I'm thinking about. Yeah. Very and another cool. yeah, another thing kind of maybe in the long term is right now my audience is like people in education. I want to transition to the corporate 
And ah. uh, so I have been thinking about how can I really expand myself. And because mm-hmm. I have this coach, so he has been saying that what I do in the classroom is to show teachers how to use social media, for example, to uh, enhance student engagement. Mm-hmm. But I can say the same thing in the corporate, yes. which is to teach uh, to teach like leaders how to embrace digital storytelling to improve and enhance employee engagement mm, and to, to cultivate so mm-hmm. yeah, to cultivate a warm digital community and people enjoy going to work and be more engaged because what's the number? Like 70% of employees, they are not engaged yeah. with yeah at work That's at home. Mm-hmm. So I, I really think it starts with the leader. Classroom yeah. transformation starts with professors. Yes. And because we are the leader, leaders have to change. We yep. need to embody the change that we want to see in the classroom. The mm. same thing in, in the corporate. Yep. Like leaders and uh, executives, they need to embody the change that they want to see within their organization. So I think I'm still trying to figure out my message, but I think eventually I want to do more like, like speaking and consulting and coaching kind of mm-hmm. transition to the corporate because higher education, I don't know, it's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, Yeah. this is such a fun conversation. I was thinking about, um, I think it was on Dr. Kate Brown's episode, which was the first episode I ever recorded. It didn't come out first, but it was the first (laughs) one I recorded. And we go on for like a little bit about the difference between an academic conference and a business conference and how much more fun the business conference is. It's crazy. (laughs) I just got back from one in Toronto called the Archangel Summit. And it was beautiful. I mean, I, first of all, I got to speak on stage and it was amazing. And it's, oh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It was this, I did a teaching story actually, which is evidence to me that these entrepreneurs also need to learn from people like us. Like that's, what's so important about educators becoming like coming into this space. There's something Mm. to be learned from what we know about classroom energy mm-hmm. and like learning theory and just all of that. And just like how to be a teacher. And he had like this little contest and I was one of five people that won. And yeah, so my talk was actually a teaching story. And yeah, this is a room full of business owners and entrepreneurs and, um, you know, people coming up to me and sharing with me their stories of um, how they connected to my message. And um, it was beautiful. But anyways, I digress. Um, the He basically made it this beautiful like Cirque du Soleil like movie was produced they had acrobatics like people who do like contortionist stuff and they had an opera singer and drummers I'm not kidding fire throwers Um, and this was the opening scene then they also had it like midday but and then they had these huge talks and they had it was beautiful it was just so well done as an experience and it was funny. I was sitting next to someone and she was asking me what I did. And I said, oh, I help entrepreneurs create courses. I help them work on their you know, yeah, curriculum yeah. and turn their knowledge into digital products. And she's like, awesome. And she goes, so what did you... And I, and I, I can't remember if she either knew I was speaking because I say in my bio, I'm like an ex-professor. But <laughs> in some way, I was like, yeah, it came up that I had left my tenure track job and chose this. And I was like, look, I get, you know, my old colleagues are in class right now. (laughs) And here I am like in Toronto, like hanging out with people who are just so motivating, inspiring, just creating their reality. I mean, I have friends who are crushing it in business and it's just absolutely such a different energy than going to a conference where you're trying to prove someone wrong or I don't even know. (laughs) Oh my God. I need to hug you, kiss you right now because (laughs) I'm hugging you through the interwebs. (laughs) This is like, so the case is Mm -hmm. totally different energy, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you go to like industry conferences, you just feel like I didn't even need to sleep when I was in Boston. I didn't sleep much. (laughs) I was just fired up. I was so passionate. Everyone is passionate. Yep. And then on the other hand, when you go to academic conferences, uh, it, it, it is totally different. <laughs> and complaining, right? Yep. Complaining, lots of talking, talk, 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 talk. Yep. This doesn't work. That doesn't work. Mm. And just like, ah. Mm-hmm. It's that like critical energy that... Um, Yeah, just like the idea that we're taught in academia to be critical, which is good. I mean, that's Uh, research. That's the 
point, but it it translates into our personal interactions and how we feel, right? If our yeah. whole purpose is to just criticize anything. And then in entrepreneurship, it's all about opportunity. Like the exactly. next person you talk like to. Half, could, yeah. You see, like the half bottle of milk, you know, exactly. half, like you see that one, like one side, one camp sees the empty one and the mm. other camp sees the milk. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think it's, it is really interesting. I, so I forgot you're at inbound. My, one of my friends spoke there, Amanda Bond spoke on, spoke on Facebook ads. Hey, man, I her love talk? her. I took a selfie with her. Okay. Yes. Oh my God. Well, I have to be like, I need to. Did you upload it to Facebook? Oh, uh, I'm going to now. Yeah, okay, cool. I well, I'm going to be like, her. what? You guys know each other? That's crazy. Because I have been following her for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I also go to a social media examiner. They oh, have yes. a conference. She's I think, their big, one of their big people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's how I get to know her. Yeah. Oh, my God. Everything is connected now, Lindsay. Isn't it? I love it. It's such a fun place. Yes, Bond <laughs> is great. We actually oh. helped her with her course. Um, so she's one of our clients. Oh was, my goodness. Yeah. yeah wow. She's awesome. So very fun. That's small world. And that, 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 is, is that also is what makes it kind of cool is these relationships we develop in this space. I think it's related, like in academia, you know, I was tight mm-hmm. with people I went to grad school with. I was tight with people, <laughs> right? I was tight with my colleagues, some of them. I didn't like everybody, but that was it. And there was no expansive, unlimited, oh. infinite amount of people that I could meet. It's like, and a, like a club. You have to join a right. club. Uh, like, right. like research circles, you really have. Oh. I still remember there were some people I wanted to do work with. I was like, how can I join that circle? Right. How can, how I, can I, like... I be cool like them? Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> clicks. There's just so mm-hmm. many clicks. But mm-hmm. in the digital space, as you mentioned, you know, everyone is so willing. Hey, selfie. Yeah, well, yeah. what are you working on? What I'm like, collaborate. Let's amplify collaborate. each other. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm. So funny. Oh, amen. Yeah. This is so good. This is so good. <laughs> I like I'm like loving where we're going with this. So um, we're kind of getting close to the end here, but um, I'm loving our conversation. I'm curious if you have any kind of man, I wish I knew, you know, then when I started some sort of tip or advice you could give somebody who's on sabbatical maybe right now, somebody who has this idea in their head, but they can't find the time. What kind of advice would you give them about about taking the leap and maybe starting a side hustle? Yeah, I I think my number one advice is take action, you know, Mm. baby steps, right? Like maybe like you are on sabbatical, right? So you can spend 80% of your time doing research and 20, just like 20% of your time reading books or like listening to self-improvement podcasts Mm. and investing yourself, right? I think in education, we spend so much time learning about all the other successful leaders and books and reading books from people who passed away a hundred years ago. We (laughs) study them to pieces, but Mm -hmm. we spend so much time and energy trying to understand ourselves, right? Mm. What is within? I, I think that internal inner transformation understanding is so critical. So at least spend like 20, the 80, 20 rule, right? So yep. spend a 20% of your time reading books and trying to understand yourself and cultivate your, your professional, your interests. I think all of us have some sort of interest, right? Mm-hmm. And just cultivate that, allow this interest to grow and mm. uh, give yourself the permission. It is mm. okay if I want to do something outside of academia, mm-hmm. even though others may not think this is a good idea. Don't listen to others. Listen to that inner voice. And also when I started my journey and um, I listened to this book, which is uh, written by the founder of Mind Valley. Oh, and yes. um they are um, so yes. good. He's good. Do you know that book? Yes. The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. Yep. Yep. We'll oh, to that it. book was also life changing. And mm-hmm. I recommend people listening to that book, especially people in academia. Mm-hmm. We are so layered with mm-hmm. so many rules. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what does he call it? BS? Or uh, like... Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit rules or something. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. Bruce, BS yep. rules from our society, from our parents, especially for me, I'm a Chinese coming from a different country. So on top mm-hmm. of everything, I have like all those crazy values Cultural. from Chinese mm-hmm. culture, everything. And you really have to deconstruct all of yep. those things to really get to know your inner self. Right now, I am who I'm supposed to be. And I'm really happy mm-hmm. to see that. Mm-hmm. So that is a book I really recommend. And uh, the this transformation 
has to come from the within. You know,、mm. you really have to do the homework,、mm. reading books or or connecting with people, studying yourself, understanding yourself, deconstruct yourself, and then taking action. Taking action on top、taking、of that. Taking action、yep. on top of that. Yeah,、so、planning、good. can only get you this far, and、mm. I think action is the only step. That brings us closer to perfection. There's no、mm. perfection, but action is the only step、mm. that takes us closer to perfection. That's、mm-hmm. my belief. Yeah, yeah. And I think as academics, we can really get stuck in that like research mode, right? Exactly. Easily exactly. research slash learning、uh, mode. Awesome. Well, this has been an amazing interview. I just love you, and I didn't realize.、Aww. I mean, I knew deep down because you messaged me on Twitter, and you're like, "Girl, <laughs> I don't know what you like, said, but you're、so、like,、exciting. we're basically the same person." And I was like, "Cool." And now you've officially <laughs> confirmed it. So、uh, I think <sighs> listeners get ready for our conference that I and I are putting on because、yes! I think it might happen. <laughs> I'm basically I scream you right now. My、yeah. children are going to be awake. I'm excited about it, and、um, I'm just I'm just excited that this is a growing space, and there's a lot we can contribute. So,、oh, amen. Yeah. yeah, I I think another thing I wish was、sure. when I started on this journey, I wish I could have. Connected、yeah. with more with、yep. you right、yep. after I started. I hear you. Me too. I wish there was like an an academy, an、yeah. institution that train educators、mm-hmm. to think outside the box to become entrepreneur or practitioners or whatever. But there、yep. was none. So I, I think I exactly definitely took longer than necessary. But I'm glad I discovered you and a few other people. Oh, likewise. And,、uh, yes. Think, I think there is a lot that we can do to inspire other people who、mm. are like us. A few years ago, right? Yep. And、yep. Uh, here is a blueprint, right?、Yep. Even though you don't follow this, but this gives you exactly kind of the the challenges. I knew nothing when I started.、Mm-hmm. You know, everything I learned from scratch. Other、yep. people don't have to do this, right?、Nope. Yeah. Yeah, create a system, a blueprint. Other people can like Amy Porterfield. Exactly, she has like a right. She has a system for everything. And she does. I think we can、She's、do、really、the same thing、mm-hmm. to、You're、inspire、so、other educators to make this not so intimidating. It shouldn't、mm. be right.、Mm-mm. And if other people can do it in business, they can do it. Why not us? We have a PhD, right? Exactly. Figure it out. <laughs> we got the shortcut, and we look fancy while we do exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.、Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us,、Aww. and I can't wait to. Just see what you create, what we create together,、uh, where we're going to be in a year. I think that'll be fun. We'll just be like a oh, oh, "What are we oh, up to?" Oh, episode. Oh. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, I. Thanks for coming by. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. Truly, 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 my honor. 